right, welcome to the Armchair Commanders podcast. My name is John. And I'm Jack. And this week we are reviewing the 1990s Disney classic, Mulan. And all I have to say to start off is, let's get down, down to, to business. <laughs> Bro, that pumped up everybody. It's a bop even to this day. Mm-hmm. Man, they I, made uh, me ready to face the Huns. It sure does. I uh, I am not the least bit ashamed to say this, but, you know, I don't... I might watch this movie, like, once every five years, but I 100% sing that song in the shower when I'm, like, really feeling it, you know? Like, you can, you can aggressively scrub yourself to this song. <laughs> aggressively scrub yourself, that's right. Let's get down to business to defeat the grime. I find it hilarious <laughs> that uh, they got Donny Osmond to sing that song. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. He's, he uh, he did the, the song for Let's Get Down to Business. So... Fun fact about that song, a uh, fond memory that'll always live in my heart. Um, for for those of you that know, I'm really big into bar trivia because it gives me an excuse to drink and I like to feel smart and important. But I was doing bar trivia in, back in college. In fact, you, you and I both used to do it all the time, right? Was a, yeah, the good old Dakota brick house. Yep. Anyway, and it was an odd, you weren't there this week, but it was an, there was an audio round and it was Disney songs in their native languages. And we had to guess the singer, which is quite the tall order. And number five, it was obviously let's get down to business, but it was like, like I said, it's in, it was in Chinese. And I didn't know. No one had any inkling of a clue about who it could be. And I just spitballed an answer. I don't know. Just put Jackie Chan. And there is a there is a Chinese guy on our team. And he said, you racist motherfucker. Just because it's a Chinese voice doesn't mean it's Jackie Chan, blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, well, let's hear your idea then. And he just muttered because he begrudgingly and he begrudgingly wrote it down because he didn't have any better idea. At the end of the round, they read off the answers and guess who's saying, (laughs) let's get down to business. None other than Jackie Chan. And he was fuming. (laughs) And at least you were like, like, gently. And all of a sudden, a guy stood up from the bar and was like, now, who got number five on that round right? And me and one other guy got it right. He was spitballing too. And the guy that stood up from the bar both bought us a, bought us a shot of whiskey. As congratulations. To be fair, I, I could see where it'd be like, that does seem a little problematic. Just be like, Jackie Chan. But I was right. <laughs> but yeah, you're not wrong. That's one of my Was fond there... memories of bar trivia. Right. So speaking of of racist, was there 
I, so we're talking about the Disney corporation making a film about an ethnic group of people. Was there at any point, I, I felt conflicted on this, but w- did you feel uncomfortable in any portrayals in this movie? Cause I did. Well, I mean, maybe the Huns, but how many Huns are still alive today? I mean, aren't modern Mongolians descendant of the Huns? Eastern European, Western Asian steppe people amalgamation. I think the the worst perpetrator of uh this is uh oh, what was his name hold on a second do 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 oh the worst offender of this is uh, the character Chifu. Like, really? Oh, wait, this, Which is the scribe. Yeah, the Emperor's Council. Like, let's just take the first three letters of the word China and give it to the most, like, the biggest caricature, caricature of a Chinese person as possible. Wasn't he voiced by an actual Chinese person? No, that doesn't. That doesn't surprise me if that was the case. I'm just saying that his image is very, yes, I know it's an animated film, but very cartoonish, you know? Like kind of over the top. (laughs) Which is surprising to me considering like all of our other main characters um, are very, are very different um you know like uh li shang or yao or ling you know they're all very distinctly their own characters um but they don't fit into that kind of stereotype the way that chifu does or shifu i i don't know how to pronounce it but and it just made me think about um have you ever seen the movie Itmon? Yeah, well, kind of. So Itmon is a kung fu movie that is produced in China, and it's a whole series of films uh, for our listeners who haven't seen it. Um, and it is about a martial arts master there, and it's set during like late 30s early 40s and it goes into the japanese occupation of japan and it's interesting to watch that movie in the respects that it's a chinese movie about chinese being oppressed by japanese and when we look at one of the primary japanese antagonists they themselves are like the biggest like They look like they're part of like a u.s like propaganda cartoon like like buck teeth uh big round glasses kind of look to him and i was like man i didn't know it was possible for there to be like asian on asian 
discrimination going on here. Um, and that's kind of what I was feeling. Oh yeah. It's quite prevalent. And that's kind of what I was getting from this is like, we have all of these very distinct individual characters with the exception of, of Shifu, who is that like over the top caricature. Also on a lighter note, I'd like to address that Mulan's fake name is Ping. So the fa her family name would be Fa Ping. <laughs> <laughs> I just really thought you should know that. And I, I, you're clearly enlightened by this information, so you're welcome. I know what Li Shang does in his tent. <laughs> Ah, yes, Li Shang, the bisexual icon of the Disney 90s. Also, are we going, are we going to ignore the fact that Li Shang totally wanted to get with uh, Ping? With Ping? Yes. I, there's, I even like that moment at the end when Mulan is outed, and you see that look on his face like, Ugh, I can't believe I almost kissed a girl. <laughs> <laughs> like just the the look of utter disgust. Yeah. You're a woman. All I know is is uh it was interesting like obviously this is supposed to be you know woman overcoming patriarchy kind of deal. Except does she really like so she she's this oppressed woman in a society who treats women as second-class citizens or at least that's how the film portrays it i have no doubt that that's probably how it actually was in like the fourth century of china but i'm not i'm by no means an expert in ancient chinese history um but she goes to war becomes a war hero is personally uh thanked by the emperor of china comes back home and then is immediately like oh li shang this is my family come on in and have dinner with us like i also find you attractive let's get married and it's like <laughs> like this film would have been way better of an ending if it's like he comes to her and she's like, thanks for saying I'm right. Bye. Like, I don't need no man type thing. I mean, she literally overcomes a patriarchy with killing all those Huns with one rocket. But were the Huns truly trying to, to subjugate her? Because her entire life, everybody around her was. Oh, they totally would have given the chance. Huns aren't known for feminism. We don't know. We didn't let them have a chance. I did like that one scene where they're just chilling in that forest and the eagle comes back with that girl's doll. And he's like, what does this tell you? He tosses it to his toadies. And one's like, pine tar, mountains. And then he passes it to his buddy. It's phosphorus. It was carted in with rockets. And then some other third thing that I can't remember. But I thought it would have been funny if one of them went, ooh, it's so pretty. <laughs>
my daughter that, back home would love this. That, that little girl's missing her doll. <laughs> We're so fucking evil. <laughs> <laughs> Let's kill him. <laughs> That's gay. We're gay. <laughs> Man, for those who are unaware, that's a South Park joke. Don't don't at me. And Mushu is really trying his damnedest to either get Mulan killed or put her in direct danger. <laughs> Slap him on the butt. The goddamn guardian. Yeah, he gets her in trouble numerous times through antics like putting the tomato on the arrow before she shoots it and Yeah. I mean, yeah, he does help her in the end and sending out that fake military message, which, yeah, he was inadvertently right, but he had no way of knowing that they were massacred on the mountain pass. Right. <laughs> and accidentally sending off the rocket that started the battle in the first place. I think uh, Mushu has... Also, can we talk about the fact that they named the fucking dragon Mushu? Like, really? Yeah, like Mushu Pork. Uh, <laughs> this is the 90s. Oh, yeah, let's let's blame it on the 90s. I, uh, I will say, though, he has probably one of the greatest lines in this film, which is, uh, that's it. Dishonor on you, dishonor on your cow, dishonor on your family. For the play this weekend, we incorporated that into our pump-up session. Oh? Yeah, we just said a bunch of dumb shit while standing in a circle and getting pumped up. And that was one of the things we chanted. Also, I thought I'd mention that the the not the director, the writer of the play itself listened to our podcast, the, specifically the Star Trek episode. Oh, and what'd they think? Sounded like she liked it. So I'm taking that as a victory. Holy shit, it was a female? Yeah, We're girl. diversifying. I know, right? We have... What's this? A woman? Yeah, man, we're for everybody. Women, men, Southerners, British people. We're so progressive. We, we, we definitely need to uh, to get like a Canadian guest or like a french guest or something like the the whole southerner and british thing is it's a it's a weird thing that we keep hitting on yeah it's a, it's a, it's a recurring pattern and i have this theory it's because they're trying to infiltrate america's podcast to take over america of course they couldn't, this absolutely... they couldn't do it in the civil war or the Revolutionary War, or the War of 1812, bring our boys home. But yeah, and so they're infiltrating the podcast network, right? which I was going to accuse you of doing this, but then I remembered I'm responsible for half the British pot, um, guests we've had on this. So that would implicate right. me, and I don't want to implicate myself. I'm just a I little hurt. That, I'm just a little hurt that you didn't include me in your conspiracy. Well, it wouldn't be much of a conspiracy if I told no, you. No, 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 oh, fuck you. would it be? No, fuck you. It's too late. Okay. <laughs> Don't try to make me feel better. Don't put no sugar in my coffee, John. Anyways, um, 
Fuck, what were we? Don't you mean tea? Shut up. Also, yeah, I I was going to drink tea for this, but mm. I did drink tea while watching it. You can drink tea uh, for our our next episode. A little stick around to the end of the show and you'll find Ah. out about our our next guest. Ah, (laughs) make him work for it. I like it. I know. Make him listen to our bullshit ramblings. What did uh what'd you think of the matchmaker scene in this? I I always forget about it being a scene in this movie and it always just cracks me up. That goddamn like, cricket. Like this fucking toad of a woman is supposed to know <laughs> like what the ideal like female is for matchmaking. Like shut the fuck up. Hey, maybe in her younger years she was quite the looker. And yeah, it, it, tradition there are rules she had to remember what that she had to memorize that one thing that was like be loyal courteous and quiet or something yeah the comes off very old testament a woman shall be meek and mild kind of bullshit yeah ain't that just the story throughout history though right I will I will say though I uh this film made me act really shitty today cuz I watched it this morning. And uh when I was out and about with Miranda uh you know we we went to a farmers market cuz you know that's what couples do on their weekends. And I just kept being so shitty to her just like Jesus. I just I I don't know because she watched part of Mulan with me and so she she understood where it was coming from like I was just like purposely being like a chauvinistic dick (laughs) and at one point she's like if you don't stop it I'm like or what you're a woman and she just like slack shot open I'm like oh I might take this one too far (laughs) god damn god damn John I would like everybody to know I'm not actually like chauvinistic i i do believe in equal <laughs> rights for women i just i just was purposely being shitty man you just alienated then, our brand new <laughs> listening base john good job it's okay she uh she ended up like kicking me like <laughs> and i was like dishonor on you dishonor on your cow <laughs> Yeah, and like you said, I kind of do forget about a bunch of this movie. I, for, I I always forget about the songs that aren't I'll Make a Man Out of You and Girl Worth Fighting For. Because only, ha- only half of this movie is musical, and only half of those are rememberable. rememberable memorable. I don't know the uh, who, like, who I am inside is a is a great song i forgot about it it is you know the one where she's like looking into the lake all sad and whatnot yeah she screwed up the matchmaking thing (laughs) so i thought it it actually translated very well if you were to put like uh kind of like a transgender um like if you're supposed to look if you looked at that song through the lens of like transgender issues and rights. Like I'm surprised that that community hasn't latched onto that song before. Cause it's, it's genuinely a really good song. 
Oh, they have. This movie is quite oh, popular have. in the transgender community. Oh, well, goes to show you how involved I am in that community. But yeah, you good. Good for them for adopting. You chauvinist. It, you oh, chauvinist. God. <laughs> well, what's what's that joke? I, I'm going to preface this again. Oh no, I I believe in equal rights for women. And in many cases, they are they are better than. Oh us Jesus! Males. Oh man, we're we are in for it now, listeners. When I saw this this joke, that was like, I don't respect transgender women not because they're transgender, but because they're women. <laughs> wow, John! I can't believe you said that. <laughs> it was a joke that I heard. And it's in line with this movie, okay? And if anybody could see me right now, I'm I'm doing a serious knife hand at Jack to them. I need to shut the fuck. See, up. He's threatening me. We need to cancel oh him. God. I'll get the Don't rope, can- listeners. Oh, it's like that Boondocks episode. He's guilty. <laughs> All I got to do is throw a chair, and people start rioting. <laughs> Again, I believe that women are equals and in many instances are better than us. Sometimes saying outlandish jokes is fun. Even if they're not. Unless you're a woman. I'm kidding. Oh my fucking God, shut the... You're giving me shit. I know. Anyway... Moving right along, um, I mentioned half of this movie is a musical. And that's true because at the halfway point, they're singing the girl worth fighting for. And which that also kind of goes in a girl worth fighting and then fucking abrupt burnt village scene, which it's like, didn't you guys notice that walking up like massive tone shift? Why is no, there are two like barbecue no, around here. No, they were too busy. <laughs> what smells like cooked pork? But no, they were too busy fantasizing about women to notice these things. Happens to the best of us, really. It blows my mind that with as much of an emphasis that they put on, like, oh, I want a girl worth fighting or for, or like Mulan going to the matchmaker because she needs to get married in order to bring honor to the family and all that stuff. Like the second they have like they have like a literal girl who's like one of the boys. It's like ew, not you. <laughs> I learned a new phrase, which is uh have you ever heard of a pick me girl? Yes. So for those who are unfamiliar, apparently that's a new phrase for the girl that's like I'm not like those other girls, like I'm cool, like that kind of shit. And uh, Miranda's like, Mulan's a total pygmy girl. And I'm like, the fuck is that? Excuse <laughs> But do, well, you, she ha- do you think she Mulan's to... a pygmy? Do she you think she's ha- a pygmy girl? She fucking has to be a pygmy girl. She's getting executed. <laughs> Miranda would be too. <laughs> if it meant death. I don't know, man. Yeah, I'd be, that... a, I'd be a pick me girl for Lee Shang. He's hot as fuck. Yeah, right. Oof. 
Yeah, yeah, the amount of homoerotic subtext in this movie, whether it's Lee Shang disgusted he almost kissed a girl, or the, um, the those village the girls, dip, the skinny dipping scene. Yeah, the skinny dipping scene, or maybe, or even like the scene where they're walking by all those peasant girls and they make the goo goo eyes at Ping, and he's visibly disturbed. The other. <laughs> Going to that whole, like, just the weird misogyny in this. Like, do you remember in the great unveiling where Shifu was like, she's a woman and like tears her hair bun out so that it becomes shoulder like hair. And I just like, I slapped my head when that happened because I was like, yeah, no shit. Everybody else with a fucking top knot would have the exact same fucking thing happened with their hair that's not proving your point i mean given the context he just laid out though <laughs> or like lee shang's like she's a woman because he sees that her chest is bandaged up and it's alluding to the fact that she has boobs and it's like she got he saw her get wounded in the chest ergo she would be wrapped there secondly what if she just has he assuming that ping was not actually mulan let's just say ping is ping like the fact like what if ping just has really developed pecs huh no. you and i both know that's not the case okay whatever i just the 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 immediate argument the argument that they were immediately able to tell that she was a woman as soon as like the doctor came and treated her is <clears throat> far it's challenging me okay i mean if he didn't say anything what would his punishment be if they found out later is my question well it's not like he's doing a fucking gynecological exam patching up an arrow wound it was a sword wound okay a sword wound to the rib cage i mean now we have like patient uh yeah patient confidentiality and shit but back then he he basically had to say something he was in a really shitty position <laughs> for all we knew he was getting executed too for going along if he went along with it i think so there's I can't... a case to be made that he's like well like mulan fooled you for the past however many weeks and or months like I was with her for 20 minutes. You know? I mean, can you really blame him? Eh, I, I guess. Typical patriarchy. Man looking out for man. Not unless it's like, hey, Li Shang, I see you eyeballing Ping. You know what's going to make you this all right? <laughs> wow, John. I know, this is terrible. It's ancient You're China. You're gonna get his con. You're gonna get his canceled ass. Oh my fucking god! It it might be because I had a little too much to drink. I don't know how. <laughs> it's like it's like those idiots who say I'm not racist, but and then they say something racist. I, I I'm essentially doing the same thing, but <laughs> I just need to stop again. I. I don't know how to undo the damage at this point.
Well, Jack knows me. Time. Apology oh video God. time. It's either that or hanging. Make your choice. I'll take the hanging. The hanging. A little less painful. Straight to jail. Yeah. The, <laughs> what are they? Concubines. Ugly concubines. I don't think we've really dealt with this kind of... Uh, we've never really dealt with a patriarchy issue in film before. And boy, we're, we're even less qualified for that than war. I know, right? It's kind of like uh, from Barbie is like, I'd like a, a power of position, please. Power of position and influence. And it's like, well, you, you need to have some sort of qualifications. Like, are you guys even doing patriarchy right? <laughs> I will say going back to getting down to business fantastic <laughs> training montage oh fantastic iconic because we're gonna need a montage you montage. gotta do a lot of training you gotta do it fast you're gonna need a montage <laughs> even rookie had a montage I will, but it was it was a, a genuine progression in skill so that was interesting i'm still not understanding what retrieving an arrow from the top of a pole has to do with being a warrior but you know what discipline strength and discipline you will need both and that's an that's another thing where did he intend the weights to be used in the manner that mulan does or was he just expecting each and every person to brute force their way up that pole instead of lateral thinking or non-lateral thinking? Honestly, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if it was just a brute strength thing. Which makes her solution more... I can't even think of the word. Intriguing. Right. What's interesting is obviously in that particular scenario, Mulan, as opposed to brute strengthening it, outsmarts the equation, which shows that, you know, it's supposed to show that, like, yeah, she doesn't have the traditional, quote, strengths of a male, and that being like physical strength and whatnot. But she has other strengths, such as ingenuity and creativity um as well as dedication but i think dedication is a equal attribute amongst the sexes um but even within the last god i forgot how many years ago this was but the marine corps actually did like a study because they were because they hadn't fully integrated women into like combat arms yet and they did a study where they did like test platoons where they put women in and uh, basically they gave them certain tasks to do. And they found that the test platoons that had the women in them generally were more efficient or completed their tasks quicker than single sex units. 
just because of diversity reasons and the fact that women think differently from men so that they're able to get different ideas and perspectives for whatever issue they're trying to accomplish. But it, it blows my mind that we have a movie that is based on a poem from the like third or fourth century that outlines this exact issue. And here we are in the 21st century still arguing about whether or not, you know, a person with ovaries has the chops to be a combat troop. And like, for me, I feel like the obvious answer to that is, is yes. Like I think there, cause the, the, the common like stupidity around it is like, Oh, well they're not, they're not strong enough. What, what if they have to like help their comrades? It's like, I think there's plenty of people who are probably, you know, males who are in combat arms that probably aren't physically qualified for it. I think that's where you just have to like have an across the board physical standard. And if someone meets it, then they can do it. And if they don't meet it, then they can't do it, whether they're male or female, like stop having different requirements for different people. Mm. that's my that's my progressive rant <laughs> I like the horse in the movie <laughs> I thank you thank you for continuing my my deep discussion about women's place in modern combat but yes I also like the fucking horse jack <clears throat> I had a question. I have an answer. I hope so. Um, what would have happened if Mulan did nothing and her dad went off to war? Because her dad probably be dead. Well, I don't think so because she goes off and she completely shits the bed on the training, and she, you're unsuited for the rage of war. So pack up go home you're through you're through so how could i like if man they're clearly not desperate enough to have every single like all hands on deck if they're sending people home for this so what i bet would have happened was he would have fucked about training at least the as best he could with his bum knee and then shang would have been like yeah no go home like we don't we don't we're only as strong as the weakest link and you're very clearly the weakest link. Like he can't, he can't march with a bum knee. And that's a big thing in the military. That's why, what was it? They didn't take people with flat feet for the longest time because they couldn't march. Yeah. You have a fair point with that. So, I mean, we, they might've very well have lost the war or at the very least had a lot more casualties on the Chinese side. And being the only male heir, well, not even, um, yeah, heir is grounds to get out of the draft in the United States, or at least it used to be. I don't know if it still is, but what, what if they had no male 
uh, or not not males but serve military serviceable men to send like what if it was yeah like what then cannon fodder i mean yeah probably dragon rocket fodder i mean they they might have demoted him to being like a errand or some non-combat role you know not fair but from the sound of it it was like a all hands on deck we need as many boots on the ground as possible emergency do you think the ancestors would have sent uh a guardian to go along with uh mulan's dad if he had gone definitely and another thing is, why didn't the big dragon wake up when they tried to wake him up? Did he just I, not, I did he just not wanna? Was he was he never a guardian in the first place? Convenience to the plot. Maybe he just didn't want to do it. I love the fact that Mushu got a guy killed and it's just like <laughs> a haha joke. Yeah, thanks, Dick. <laughs> I think those were his exact words. I, I do love the ancestors in this, especially mm-hmm. the uh, the God. What was the 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 take on American Gothic? And like, not to mention, lose the farm. <laughs> Those right. two are my favorite. But yeah, you have the one character who's literally holding his decapitated head, and you're like, "Holy shit! This is a this is a kids movie." And then they end up playing fucking volleyball with this dude's head it's like this just gets worse and worse like yeah that shit don't heal (laughs) i guess when you get decapitated that doesn't heal in the afterlife that's good to know well i think we knew that going back to our review of kingdom of heaven because uh wasn't that the reason they they cut off uh Orlando Bloom's wife's head. What? Yeah, in in Kingdom of Heaven, it it opens up with uh, Orlando Bloom's wife having her head cut off because she committed uh, suicide. Okay. You don't remember that, do you? Not really. That was a long time ago. What do you mean you don't remember every aspect of every film we've watched? I know. I'm unfit for this podcast. Man, I I also liked um, when the cricket was typing up that letter, the typewriter noise it would make when you'd step on the thing and the characters. There was some, some great Foley work in this. My favorite sound effect was when Mushu was squirting like an entire tube of toothpaste in his mouth. And it's like, <laughs> one, since when did the ancient Chinese have tubes of toothpaste? And two, why did we go with the like, like the quintessential like Nickelodeon like splat noise? <laughs> because fuck you, that's why. Oh, that's that's a fair point. What would have what would they have used to um, clean their teeth? I'm gonna look that up. I imagine a brush of some sort. I feel like teeth brushing technology has not evolved much 
in several centuries. Typical oral hygiene routine for a person in ancient China was to gargle salt water or tea. It became common in the Tang Dynasty to soak a willow twig in water before bed and chew it, chew on it in the morning. The willow fibers would protrude like a comb and scrub the teeth clean. Hmm, that's cool. The more you know. Just, just trying to think of soaking your teeth in tea every day. You remember what the doctor said, Father? Three cups of tea in the morning and three at night. Mulan. <laughs> it's nice to know that tea is a cure-all. I am going to go pray for less of a fuck-up daughter now. God. Dang it, Mulan. <laughs> that girl ain't right. Now I want a Bobby as a ping Bobby as ping tattoo. Are you ready to bring honor to the family? Okay. <laughs> That's what the Huns want you to believe, Hank. They've been really secretly <laughs> using their navy to invade us from the other side. <laughs> They landed I on the moon, you know. I sell honor and honor accessories. <laughs> Speaking of honor, can we talk about how, like, I know it's a kid's movie and it's a short kid's movie, but Chinese culture seems super oversimplified in this. It's like, everything is honor. That's all we care about, which, yes. like It was culture, a big part of their society. Yes, Asian cultures, honor is a big part of it, but it's not the only thing. Like, come on. Could you imagine how much of a headache it would be if you just woke up and lived in brief? Like, what will bring me and my family the most honor today? Like, nobody thinks that way today. I do. Shut up. You're, I'm kidding. No, I don't. <laughs> In fact, I do the exact opposite. I try to bring as much dishonor to my family as possible. What about your cow? Do you bring dishonor to your cow? Every day. Oh, by eating perfect. more cows. But yeah, props to this movie for showing actual, like, dead corpses after a battle. It didn't show a lot of corpses in the village. No, that would have been graphic. But it did show all the copious amounts of dead bodies from the general's honor guard or whatever. Right. And like even you as the viewer are like, oh, we're fucked. Like that was quite possibly the most well armed and well disciplined regiment possibly in all of China, and they're just corpses now. Now all of China knows. Mm-hmm. Goddamn my gallant! Stop breaking down my wall. <laughs> we are. Um... What are you drinking tonight? Not tea. Um, I am drinking uh, Neon Burst. Did you steal uh, it from the gas station again? I didn't steal it. I paid for it. Yeah, it's grape flavored. It's big, too. 
just like Shang Li's muscles. It's not at all where I thought you were going with that. Lee Shang's muscle. Sorry. Lee Shang. Man. Do you I really remember that episode, that episode of Futurama where they where it's making fun of uh fuck what was the name of that movie it had Tom Cruise in it um the like Future Cops one uh hold on a second like Tom Cruise is in a uh like a future movie where he plays a Minority Report there we go. Anyways, Futurama did a, an episode making fun of Minority Report slash uh, Police Academy. And like the the female police leader is like, I need someone with a massive set of ovaries to get this done. <laughs> and I just want to imagine that like, that's what I wanted to see in the progression of Mulan. It's just like after she becomes a war hero, it's just like, that's right. I got the biggest swing clit around here. Brass ovaries. But no, testicles have to be aligned with strength. Yeah, then I think we can agree that the matchmaker is the real antagonist of this, not was it Shang Yu? And man, he was an intimidating villain. He didn't get a lot of screen time or a lot of lines, but he made an impression. Sean Yu. Sean Yu. Shan Yu. Whatever. This evening, I am uh, drinking some soju. It's peach flavored soju, which is uh, a Korean beverage. Quite tasty. It's like an alcoholic Capri Sun. (laughs) Man, we're just a really big fan of the fruity drinks, aren't we? Yeah. 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 Yep. And back to the casting of this movie. A good chunk of the people in this movie are East Asian. But June Foray was Grandma Fa. Trying to, what else was she in? You know what I really needed in this movie was more of Grandma Fa, like sec, like not behind the back sexually harassing Li Shang. I want like straight to his <laughs> face, like like yeah. Mulan's too good for you. Like come with me, honey. Like that's what I needed. Jesus. <laughs> Apparently, she was quite quite prolific. She was a spicy, spicy grandma. Is one of the last Looney Tunes voice actors from the golden era. Lived to 99. It's a long life. She was Betty Rubble in the original Flintstones. That is mm-hmm. an impressive uh, accolade to have. Yeah, right. Holy shit, she she was talky Tina in the Twilight Zone episode of The Living Doll. No fucking way. <laughs> Holy shit. That creeps me the fuck out. Talking Tina is Grandma Fa. Yep. 
Same voice actress. Right? Oh. I forgot about that episode. Holy shit. I'm going to have trouble (laughs) sleeping tonight. That, oh my God. Imagine talking Tina being like, ooh, look at the muscles on him. Ah! I should go to war too. (laughs) (laughs) This cricket sure is lucky. So yeah, for our listeners, both me and John are big fans of the OG Twilight Zone. Yeah, like, you know, we should we should review one. We should do the uh, Death Visits Auschwitz as a bonus reel sometime. Bro, yeah, that's one of the best or one of my favorite episodes. I, I, I still have that comic you gave me somewhere. I don't know where, but I read it and it, you know they what? Took, they you know took what, some folks? Differences. You know what, folks? For uh, keep an eye out in the future. We'll we we guarantee a review of that episode as a bonus reel. Where was I going with this? Oh yeah. But on the twilight zone, when I was growing up, sci-fi channel would have all day marathons of the OG twilight zone episodes and not, yeah. And new new years and 4th of July, they would have those all day. So that's what I remember for New Year's Day and Fourth of July. Not so much the fireworks, but just chilling in between Fourth of July outings and just watching Twilight Zone. It's it's a really easy show to binge watch. It really is. Hmm. But well, yeah, I think and it's... Mushu is voiced by the not contentious robin eddie williams. murphy not robin williams yeah and his his voice was really out of place in this i think i think he does a good job portraying mushu like it's very much he made the character his own that being said i would have loved robin williams instead just haha dishonor on your family <laughs> He just, he did a great job as Genie. Let's use him again, you know? Yeah, right? Let's just use him to his full potential. Man, I miss him. Also, I have a hard time respecting Eddie Murphy just because of uh, the way he disrespected Mr. Rogers, so. Oh, come on. Those were hilarious. I love Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. Nope. Can't do it. That's that's a oh, line. Oh come for me. on! That was like one of the few. Mister Rogers, Mister Rogers is the purest soul that has ever lived on this earth, and I will not stand for mocking him. Oh come on! Like that was like one of the few parodies that Miss that Mister Rogers actually liked. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. He even said that he approved of it, mostly because it aired at late at night when kids were asleep, and he thought it was funny. We're now gonna, boys, we're gonna have to fact check this now boys point. and girls i'm gonna show you how i answer the door in my neighborhood who is it <laughs> come on those are hilarious uh, you have a point rabble 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 mr rogers didn't like a lot of the parodies of him because he took his work seriously and he felt like they were mocking him which they kind of were but 
he liked Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. Wasn't there a parody where it was like Mr. Rogers fights Paula Dean or something? I don't remember. I don't know. Anywho, I think it's about that time that we come up with our, our custom rating. What do you... Uh, I want you to come up with one and I'll come up with one and then we'll go from there. Um, Rockets. Well, no. Rockets. Um, dragon, dragon rockets. Honors. Honors. I was going to go with the really suggestive scene of porridge overfilling Ping's mouth. So porridge? <laughs> and it's happy yeah. to see you. Porridge. Bowls of porridge. Sorry, you know what? I think I think there's there's a better. You know what? I think uh, I loved your analogy earlier about the doll being like it shows there's a girl without her doll. I think we should do uh, we should do abandoned dolls. Oh, <laughs> all right, fine. Abandoned dolls. <laughs> I give this movie a five out of five. Abandoned dolls. Like, I may be biased, but I fucking love this movie. That's fair. What was what did you love the most about the movie that gives you this five out of five? It's timelessness. You know, it's still applicable today. A woman fighting it's... the system and winning. Yeah, that's fair. It's it's also it's hard because, you know, this is the last Disney princess movie of the Disney Renaissance, which I had, it is. And I had to look up what the fuck the Disney Renaissance was, which was the decade of the nineties. Yep. But also if I'm not mistaken, this is the, this was the first and only Mulan was the first and only Disney princess who wasn't like already royalty or married into royalty. Like yet, she gets into a relationship with uh, the captain. But um, up until I forgot the name of the main character from Princess and the Frog, she was like the only one that wasn't actually royalty in some manner. So I think that's that's quite impressive. Mm-hmm. So what do you give this? How many dolls? I, I also, I, I give this five out of five. Like, Obviously, it's not a, a Saving Private Ryan or anything like that, but it's not trying to be, you know. Um, it does exactly what it is setting out to do, and it does that very well. My genuinely, my only real issue with this is the character of Chifu, um, but you know, not every character is going to be perfect. So, and also, the Walt Disney Corporation is just evil in general. Please don't at me, but. They are. They absolutely. So are. yeah, let's see what uh, Rotten Tomatoes has to give this. So Rotten Tomatoes gives this. The critics give it an eighty-six percent, and the audience gives it an eighty-five percent. Okay. Weak. Weak. Yeah, pathetic. Well, that's that's a solid rating, I think, from the critics. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, what do we got on the docket this week? You teased me earlier. So, we are going to be joined by YouTube's favorite red coat out there. His name is uh, Brandon, and he operates a YouTube channel called Brandon F, because his last name starts with the letter F. Um, I know, very intuitive as to his subject matter. But he is probably one of the biggest reenactor YouTubers on the platform. Uh, and pretty much everything and anything early British soldiers is his jam. So he has chosen the film Zulu starring Michael Caine. Interesting. I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. I've seen Zulu many times. I, I love the film, so I've never I think seen it's, it. It's it's a good time. It's it's got a bit of a slow start to it, but once once the battle gets going, it's it's a great time. Plus, young Michael Caine, A one. Cool. But do you have anything else? I do not. All right. Well, if you have enjoyed the show, please leave a review. The stars do matter. If you know anybody in search of a podcast, please refer us to them. We always love having our material shared with people. If you want additional content from us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Armchair Commanders Podcast, where you can find us sharing stuff such as memes or we'll try and incorporate more giveaways after uh, last week's Saddam Hussein debacle. Um I don't know if it actually was a debacle. I just like calling it that. If you are looking for stuff on YouTube, we also have a YouTube channel called History Prentice. And if you are interested in watching a film with me and Jack, we have also started up a Discord. You can find the link to the Discord in our Instagram and Facebook. And we would love to have you guys join us as we uh, watch these movies in real time. So with... Nothing else on the docket. Until next week, I've been John. And I'm Jack. And we will catch you all later. Say it, goddammit. You did do it last week. Bye. Fine, I'll take that.